This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Sunday Rewind. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby here, joined by the voice of Husker Volleyball. I'm guessing he's in a pretty good mood because he's watching a little YMCA basketball. Or maybe he's calling it uh, right now. John Baylor, <laughs> the voice of the Huskers. How are you? I'm very well. Sunday Rewind. What we're doing right now is we're rewinding. That's right. The entire week. That's right. See, it was winding during the week, and now we get to rewind it. And there's a lot of good, fun stuff to rewind at this juncture. Sunday That's night, right. Tom and Mike, I love it. We tend to look back at the week and the best things that happened during the week. And the best thing that happened was Nebraska volleyball making another Final Four the first time since 2021. But I would have told you that at the start of the season, starting four freshmen, what would you have told me? They have a shot to make it here because they're so special. And when I saw them in Central City, you just realized not just talent, but chemistry, bravado, like they just, they're special. And so, uh, sure, on paper, it looks like a little bit of a surprise, but man, I mean, these, these are four of the top recruits in the country, and they've come together and a little ahead of schedule. Uh, it's a special season, and uh, more to come. It really is, though, as I was kind of going through and recapping the game, not just yesterday's game, but both matches, I found myself um, just saying, well, Merritt Beeson played awesome and led the team because that's just what she does. Lexi made spectacular digs because that's what she does. Laney dove in the crowd because that's what she, like, they all have their own roles, but they do it so excruciatingly well. It's so fun to watch. Did you expect the consistency and everybody to buy into their roles at the beginning of the season? Yes, I did, because there really were not a lot of positions available that uh, everyone kind of going into the season. I mean, the, the second, Becca Alec had the first middle spot. Merritt Beeson was going to be your right side. Harper Murray was going to be your top left side. So the question became, who's going to play the second middle? Who's going to play the second outside? We knew the libero. We knew the setter. So, um, yeah, I think when they signed on for this year, everyone kind of knew what their positions would be. But you're right, Mike. They're just – you know, team first. Uh, you know, you've got Caroline Jurevicious willing to to um, redshirt. You've got uh, um, Allie and, and uh, Lindsay both willing to stick around, even though, you know, they were one's the top two recruit in the country, there's a top three recruit in the country, and they're playing part-time. And uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable how selflessness has become synonymous with Nebraska volleyball. That was obviously a great match. It felt like a five-setter, even though it went four in Nebraska – uh, really oh. struggled in the first set. They they were down 21-16. I, I thought that, man, this is going to take a Herculean effort to win the first set. They came back. Ooh. They did what Nebraska does. Uh, they just keep fighting. They win that first set, which was huge. They win the second set. Arkansas takes the third. But they were. it felt like it just took Nebraska a while to adjust to the fact that they were playing a much smaller team, but they were so quick and so fast that they you really can't compare them to anybody they played this year, can you? I think that's fair. It was just faster than anything we've seen before. Jalen Reyes on the postgame show said, look, if we'd played three or four teams like that, we could have adjusted more quickly. But just they are so fast. It's just a really fun style. And it shows you, hey, size isn't everything. You know, you don't have to be tall. You don't have to look the part. You can be diminutive and still be incredibly effective. They're, they're a really special team, Arkansas. They've got a lot to be proud of. And, and the Huskers – I, I'm I'm still not sure exactly how they did it. I mean, how did they win that first set and that fourth set was a tie, was a toss. It was 2020, and the and Nebraska just pulled away at the end. I think 
it speaks to this mindset they have. They just, you know, they, they should never be counted out. I mean, if they get to, if they're fortunate enough to get the championship match and Wisconsin's on the other side of the net, Nebraska's your underdog, but I don't know if I'd bet against them. Last night, Becca Alec put on a show. Um, I, I know she didn't set a, a school record or NCAA record, but the way she affected that match and her teammates with her play to me was just next level. Yeah, I mean, Merritt gets the uh, regional player of the year award, but Becca might have been most important. And she's also the best body bumper on the team. I mean, <laughs> she gets a big block. She starts stomping around, starts bumping each other, yeah. and uh, she's just getting all fired up. But yeah, her energy, her swagger, it just means so much. I mean, the idea that she's not even a captain just also suggests how much leadership yeah. there is on this team. I just. This is a special bunch, and and nearly all of them, all the huge contributors at least, should be back next year. But still plenty of wood to chop in 2023. Yeah. John Baylor, voice of the Husker Volleyball. Uh, You talk about leadership. A lot of it comes from Merritt Beeson, who just got here. She she got to Lincoln and then was immediately named captain. John Cook talked about it uh, yesterday at the presser and has talked about it for a while, that she might be even more valuable off the court than on the court. And she was the MVP well, of the entire regional. That's saying a lot because she took so many critical swings. Look, Huskers could have, could have lost that match yesterday. I mean, it, there's just th- that thing was almost a toss-up. It's two different styles. And, man, Arkansas was playing with nothing to lose and, and playing aggressively. And, and uh, Merritt Beeson got so many big swings, late set one, late set four. And then Harper had some big swings, late set four. But, I'm just thinking of all the matches, the Wisconsin home match, Nebraska won, the, the reverse sweep comeback at Penn State. It's just Merritt Beeson's in the middle of them offensively. Just Bergen sets Merritt when she absolutely needs a kill. And it's not like she's overpowering defenses. She's finding those openings, not just between the block, but somehow as well on the floor behind the block. It's just, it's just remarkable how well she sees the floor, how mature she is, and you're right. She is just beloved off the court as well. There are a couple of plays, JB. John Baylor joining us on the Allo VIP line, Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. There were a couple of plays on the replays where I, mean, I called it surgical with a Merritt Beeson kill. Um, it, the time that it takes for her to process where the ball is, when she needs to jump, and then the angle to twist her wrist or whatever, the arm swing and how she's going to play it, whether she's going to tool it, whether she's going to do with, go with a roll shot. And the two plays that came to mind, it literally was surgical precision just outside an uh, outreached arm on the block and just in front of somebody where there was no way they could get it. It was a guaranteed kill. Unbelievable. Have you ever seen anybody that has just kind of that much precision when they hit? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough to think of anyone better than Michaela Fecky or Jordan yeah. Larson, but yeah, she or Sarah Pavin. Um, but uh, she is such a cerebral, heady, high volleyball IQ player, and and uh, she, it, it's it, we're a different team without her. I mean, if she doesn't choose Nebraska, if she chooses Wisconsin or chooses Auburn, those are the three teams she was thinking about transferring to. We're a different team, and we're a player short. This is this is not the magic carpet ride we've got, and. And I was talking to the Kentucky head coach, Craig Skinner, who saw her in the uh, SEC for two years. And he was saying, it's just, you know, she's remarkably better. It's not just statistically, but in so many ways since arriving here. So 
it, it's just uh, it's been it's been so mutually beneficial. She's so happy. Apparently, she wasn't super happy at, at Florida, and uh, she has a touch. She has a vision that is pretty unique, Mike. She said that the reason she chose Nebraska to transfer to is she wanted to be pushed. And obviously, John Cook is one of those people. But she also credits Jordan Larson. It's it's kind of amazing that Jordan has had this big of an impact this quickly to me. Well, Laney talks about her as a, a passing savant, helping Laney get her passing woes behind her. And Ellie Batenhorst has been a different player since uh, Jordan arrived. You know, it's kind of like Larry just showed up in the gym and I'm working on my three-pointer and Larry Bird shows up and he just starts talking. Or he doesn't even talk. He's just in there watching. And he just, maybe he's just kind of doing the old fadeaway on his own. I mean, I, I, I just, you feel better, you do better, you just kind of try to mimic uh, one of the great ones. So uh, she has the presence, but I think what's a bit of a surprise is that her communication is so strong. I mean, name the last legend, legendary player who's a great coach. You got Karch Karai, you got Larry Bird. I'm slowing down. And yeah. you know Jordan Larson is trying to do something that maybe two people have done well, and that is become a great coach after being a great player. So, uh, so far, uh, so good. And she's having a great time. I mean, her focus is going to be Paris for the next six months after next weekend. But uh, after that, I expect she's going to stay in coaching. And I wasn't so sure three months ago. John Baylor joining us on the Allo VIP line. John Pittsburgh is up next. Uh, they have a reverse sweep uh, against Louisville last night. Danny Busboom Kelly uh, out in the Elite Eight. Uh, disappointing, but I'll tell you what, uh, Pittsburgh looked pretty dangerous. Uh, they're a team that when they yep. get things going their way, they just carry that momentum and get on a roll. How does Nebraska fight off what Pittsburgh is going to throw at them? Hey, very good question. Right now, I'm still living in the giddy aftermath of last <laughs> night's victory. But uh, You got three hours right, left yeah. in that 24-hour window. Live it up. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you know, Tony Dorsett went there. Jackie Sherrill coached them. Uh, Dan Marino went there. But uh, they also hit better than 400 in the regional semifinal against Washington State and just smothered Washington State. So you hit better than 400 in the third round of the NCAA tournament. You're really, really good. And what's Dan Fisher's one of the best coaches in the country. He's doing something that very few have done before. Danny Busman was one of the others. Coming out of nowhere, basically a top 25 program that now is a perennial top 10 program. That doesn't happen very often in volleyball. It doesn't very happen very often in any sport, but to emerge and suddenly arrive and stick around and not fade back again is stunning. I mean, he's now been a top 10 program for four or five years, no sign of going anywhere, mm. and he's now in the party. I mean, the party used to be five or six teams that could win a national championship every year, and now it's eight or nine or ten, yeah. and Pittsburgh's in the conversation. And we this is a rematch of the 2021 national semi. Uh, the Huskers were the better team that day, and uh, this is a much stronger Pittsburgh team. I think we catch a break by getting Pittsburgh and not getting a red-hot Texas team or an overwhelming Wisconsin team. But uh, thank goodness the Huskers don't have to play both Texas and Wisconsin, just either or if the Big Red's fortunate enough to get through Pittsburgh. But what an accomplishment, 17 yeah. Final Fours now. It's incredible. Uh, for, for Nebraska in 40, basically 42 years, 17 and, Final Fours, and Coach Cook, 11 Final Fours in 24 years. But the first since 2017, he mentioned, uh, John Cook did, uh, that they felt the pressure. They didn't play their best volleyball against Arkansas, and Arkansas had a lot to do with that. Uh, they were tough to adjust to, and they're, they're a really good volleyball team. Do you think, now that they're in the Final Four, 
the pressure is off and they can play a little more loose? Or is the pressure still on being the number one ranked team? Heck no. I think the, you play hard. I mean, I don't, I don't understand this whole thing that now that we're in the Final Four, the pressure's off. I mean, sure, that's the goal. You want to get to the Final Four. But if you're there, you might as well try to win the whole thing. I remember in 2015, Nebraska was just totally unexpected, even though it was in Omaha, that they would get to the Final Four. And you know, more of the same in, in 2018, uh, 2016 and 17, it was pretty expected. Anyway, uh, you know, you get there and it's a big deal and you're yelling Omaha all year wrong. And while you're there, though, sure, you've accomplished that goal, but why don't just go win the thing? I mean, you're here. I mean, you're not anywhere else. You're, you're here. Let's go try to win the thing. So, yeah, I, I, these are the kind of things that media and fans talk about, pressure off, pressure on, I mean. They've accomplished something, but I think, you know, they understand it. It'd be a disappointment if they, if they don't play Sunday. Now, I can't wait for it. Uh, Thursday against Pitt. What time is a uh, tip for that? 7 o'clock Seven Eastern. O'clock. Subtract right. by 1. All right. PM Central. Beautiful. Uh, well, have a fun vacation and uh, bring back uh, that trophy. Bring it back. Any any show that discusses Tony Dorsett and Jackie Sherrill is a great show. Great night. <laughs> You're the man. Uh, we'll talk to you after the championship. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There you thanks, go. Thanks, JB. Uh, JB, uh, John Baylor, the voice of Husker Volleyball. He's um, always fun. I wanted, was, to throw, fun. I wanted to throw out Hugh Green. Hugh Green. Hugh Green played it. Was he the too. only lineman to ever win the Heisman? Didn't he win the Heisman or did he? I think he was close. Or it was like he second. Was second. Yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, one of the few linemen so, to ever be. And, and it would have been in Dominican Sue. I still say, had he yeah. made that sack in the end zone or not? Uh, Colt McCoy, because Colt McCoy just barely got out of the end zone. Remember that at yeah. the end of that game, if he makes that sack for a safety, and Dominican Sue wins the Heisman, that I game. actually think if they don't put the second back on the clock and Nebraska won the conference championship, yeah. he wins it. Why? Well, he was too good. Uh, if he doesn't actually rush Colt McCoy as as hard yeah. as he did, and McCoy, you know, holds on to it for a second longer, the game's over. So to prove the point of fans taking to social media that are passionate about yeah. their 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 teams. Yeah. The vitriol coming out of Ohio State's fan base towards Kyle McCord is astonishing. And it the, is nuts. And, and Nebraska fans... Can you equate are, it to anything? Are, are, well, just, okay, go so, ahead. So the Nebraska fans are Nebraska fans, and we all know what they are as far as getting on social right. media. Trending on Twitter right now, Kyle McCord, <laughs> and he's gonna. Well, he's gonna be here tomorrow. Yeah, he's gonna be here tomorrow. Julian Fleming will be here uh, either tomorrow and or Tuesday. Uh, there's been rumors uh, all week that that it's gonna be a package deal if McCord goes right. to a school. More than likely, Fleming's gonna go as well. They they need another quarterback as well. Sam Levitt. Sam Levitt would be my choice for quarterback number two. And I asked. Uh, both Sam McEwen and mainly Sam McEwen about it. And he said that Levitt's going to look at Levitt wants to start. He doesn't want to back anybody yeah. up. And so that's the thing. He, he's already been sitting. He read. He wants to guarantee. Year. All these guys want to guarantee. I don't know that. He, I haven't heard guarantee. I've heard guarantee from people that claim they know something. And I don't think they do. And it's the guarantee is wanted from the father, not necessarily Kyle. Right. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, bottom line, uh, to, to a lot of people's point, you got to get them here. You got to get them to sign with you. And then you just need them to do their job. And if their job is 
they do their job well enough to be a starter, then so be it. But mm-hmm. um, essentially, Matt Rule kind of promised starting job to Jeff Sims because they it, the, the gist was they kind of ran Casey Thompson off. Um, so don't know. Bottom line is, though, I think it's going to be an upgrade if, if Kyle McCord does wind up well, coming to the University of Nebraska at the quarterback position. By the way, uh, Michigan State, Nebraska tied it to 17-51 left to go in the first quarter. They get Kyle McCord. It uplifts this entire state. I mean, because you, you're going to bring Fleming with him, uh, and who knows who else. I mean, we saw a little bit of that with Riola. That he, you know, if you get you get Riola, you get this guy, and you get the, this guy, and this guy. But the the question is, and and this is where a lot of people feel like they need to go get a running back in the portal. If you get Kyle McCord and Julian Fleming to commit to Nebraska, it makes you wonder if they are going to go get a running back because there may be one out there that's um, like, yeah, those two guys, I want to go play with them. Even Marcus Washington, if he gets that sixth year or seventeenth year, whatever it uh, is. Real quick, from the pregame press conference on the radio uh, with with Fred Hoiberg, Matar Jop is going to see an increase in minutes, as well as Eli Rice. And a quote from Hoiberg, he said, "He's a guy that can take the lid off," and I think they need someone who can take the lid off right now. I, I like the quote from Hoiberg. Maybe we'll get sick of being punked yeah. or something along those lines. Yep. I mean, he was calling out his team a little bit. Uh, and he should, because one of the things that Trev Alberts really wants to see from all the programs is toughness. I think that's one of the reasons he hired Rule. That's what what he thought he was getting from Matt Rule, and I think we did see a lot of that in year number one. Now we saw a lot of mistakes as well. But effort and mental toughness, something you always see from Husker Volleyball, has been missing from men's sports, from the men's sports at Nebraska. Yeah, it really has, and it's been confusing. Um, you know, a, a little bit of it, and and you know, we talk about the last eight years in football. It's just kind of, you know, guys almost expect to lose. And I alluded to the fact that nobody on the Nebraska roster has been here for the last eight years of all this losing. Uh, you know, one single player, and then you said, "Yeah, great point." However, Mike, uh, you know, big brother, little brother, big brother, little brother. So the little brother is going to learn from the big brother, and if that's the way it is, and. Um, hopefully the attitude changes for the Huskers, uh, on the hard court tonight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, like you and I talked about earlier, man, <laughs> Tom is always mad and his team, you know, is going to bring it tonight. Well, let's continue the discussion of Husker hoops. It's on TV. We can give you a continual score updates. We can't do obviously any play by play, nor would you want that. All you have to do is turn on the TV and watch it for yourself, but we'll give you score updates and we'll talk a little Husker hoops in this next sec- segment. Uh, Mike Melby, Tom Stevens, Husker Rewind every Sunday, 5 to 7. More on the way.